Scummy Mummies podcast. Hello and welcome to the Scummy Mummies podcast. It's me, Helen Thorne. And it's me, Ellie Gibson. And guess who we've got, Ellie? Who? A loose woman. Wow! It's Andrew McLean! Oh, oh for a minute I thought you were going to say it's one of the Nolans, but she'll do. <laughs> I was hoping for either her or a Nolan, so... <laughs> So, you know, we're halfway there. Do you know that is my middle name? Andrea Shieldu McLean. So that's great. That's great. I'm the right sixth Nolan. Yes. <laughs> welcome, welcome to the Thank podcast. You. Thank uh, you for having we're me. We're so thrilled. And it feels it's very exciting because this is about the time Loose Women goes on the telly. Mm-hmm. But you're at my house. I'm at your house. I'm sitting on your sofa. I'm, I'm drinking coffee out of your mug that has hedgehogs on. Yes. <laughs> it's very it's, and I've, I've bought very fancy flapjacks you for have. you. I've paid the difference and I've got, yeah, anyway, it's I'm painting a lovely picture. Um, so for, oh, well, let's get you to introduce yourself because okay. I could just like read something off Wikipedia, but it's nice okay. that you say it. <laughs> yes, oh you read word. it off Wikipedia. <laughs> <laughs> Who are you, Andrea McLean? <laughs> Who am I? Well, I'm Andrea Shieldu McLean. <laughs> and actually, that is how I've survived my career. <laughs> it's, it's pretty much I'll like that. <laughs> Is is you know? Is that also much... how you ended up married? Is that... <laughs> no, that's he'll do. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we've all been there. We've all done it. Literally every job I've gone for, I actually haven't gotten, but they've kept me on while they look for someone else, and then they haven't found anyone else, so they've kept me on, and she'll do. Oh and my god! Twenty three years later, I'm still doing what I'm doing. You purely must be for that. quite good though. I'm Come very on. cheap. All right. <laughs> Cheap and available. That's Cheap and available. The IKEA of television presenters. <laughs> yes. Good for you. That available in Croydon. You, you think you think you've hired me just for one aisle, then you get lost. Yeah. And you yeah. find years yeah. later still there. Yeah. But you fit in a small space. Yes. You're very reasonably priced. <laughs> And easy to replace when the time comes. And you have got it. Exactly (laughs) it. Exactly it. It's best to flatter the guests, I think. (laughs) But you've done many things. So when when did the whole telly start? You you were a weather girl? This is what I... Yeah, yeah. yeah. You've done your homework. I know. I spent at least five minutes Googling you. I appreciate that. I do. I appreciate that. She says that. She doesn't even know if if she means weather girl as in it's going to be sunny today or from the popular band The Weather Girls. Oh, yeah. saying it's raining Raining men. men. Which was it, Andrea? Well, if one of them had dropped out, they'd have said she'll do it. (laughs) (laughs) Aretha's busy. Call Andrea McLean. Exactly. Exactly. Um, No, I didn't mean to get into telly. I fell into it. Um, Almost literally. Uh, I, I I went backpacking for a year, wrote loads of stuff about it started publishing it um but for very little very, for the ikea of publishing that Excellent. was me mm-hmm. yeah um and then i wanted an actual job so i came to london to do a postgrad course in journalism lived slept on floors lived in a bed sit worked for free did all the stuff that you do and then misread a job advert and ended up applying for a weather girl i <laughs> thought it was hilarious <laughs> Did you think it was the weather girls? It's raining men. What? (laughs) Clearly reading wasn't a strong point. (laughs) You're supposed to be a journalist. Um, I turned up and I thought, well, you know what? This is really interesting. I can just write about it. And uh, in the end, uh, clearly I I didn't get that job. But I got on really well with the people who interviewed me and they sort of kept me on file. So two years later, I was working. I was a... I was a writer, a sub, and then I got promoted to be features editor of where I was working. So they rang me and said, hey, we've, this lady has recommended you. Do you want to come in? And I happened to have the day off because I'd booked another job interview that day. And I really messed up the proper job interview. I went along for the weather interview and I got that one. And I remember coming home thinking, I've got job <laughs> not how it's supposed to be and I did and don't I even up... care about fog <laughs> <laughs> never had an interest I in it I grew to love it um, and then I got made redundant which wasn't so great but then I heard through the sort of weather grapevine that there was a job going on GMTV and so I sent a photo in of myself to GMTV GMTV was before uh, GMB actually it was Daybreak was before GMTV. It's the same breakfast time. Hey, anyway, we remember TV AM. Yeah, You're exactly. talking to our people. It's fine. It's all fine. It was then. And apparently, uh, 
my photo, I looked exactly like the then editor's girlfriend and his secretary opened the letter and went, oh my God, that's hilarious. She looks just like her. So they got me in just to see if I looked as much like her in real life. <laughs> wow. Amazing. And that's I weird. didn't know this. And I yeah. turned up thinking, this is amazing. I'm going to be on GMTV. And while I was there, he, they, they, they were laughing at me. I didn't really know why, mm. um, but laughing along like you do. And he said, well, while you're here, you might as well audition. I didn't get the job. They gave it to this really gorgeous young man. He was like a model. And they asked me to train him. So not only this biggest insult, not only did I not get the job, but can you train the guy who's got the job instead? So I did. And I kind of helped him out because I was unemployed. And uh, he didn't last very long because it's actually a bit harder than it looks. Yeah. And so then they got me back in to do it while they looked for someone else. And I just kept really quiet. (laughs) And I was there for 11 years. What a story. So it's true. The She'll Do was literally how it all started. And it was the days of Mr. Motivator. And we would travel around the country. And we had so much fun. But you felt like kids playing. Mm. You didn't really really think about people what people thought at home whether they liked it or not you just did it and had a a real laugh um sounds familiar (laughs) (laughs) just get on with it It it's all right this will do what a lot of people don't realize as well is although it was shown on itv gmtv actually owned its own airtime it was this random thing that had happened years ago in terms it would never happen again so actually we owned our own space so we could do anything we wanted and ITV didn't have a say in it if that oh, makes right. sense mm. so literally I could go to the boss and go I've had this crazy idea what do you think about that and he'd, he was this really gruff northern and he'd be like well as long as you don't make it too shit it will be alright and he'd <laughs> let you for life. he'd That's let you try say. things he'd let you have a go so it was a bit like GMTV was like the podcasting of its time so mm. loads of people came up through the ranks at GMTV so then how did you get into Loose Women well Loose Women we were on the third floor of ITV Towers and Lucerne was filmed on the ground floor and someone was going on maternity leave and they needed someone who could fill in. And I was in the same building and I finished the interview at half past eight and the morning meeting starts at 8.45 for Loose Women. So they thought, well, she's in the building. Um, <laughs> she'll do. She'll do. So I fitted in. You get to do This is amazing. <laughs> get to clean the loose as well when she's done. <laughs> That's right, turn the yeah. lights off when Pretty you're out. Pretty much. And I knew the editor because she had also used to work at JMTV and I'd known her through other things. And my name had come up. So why why don't you get Andrew yeah. in? Oh, Amazing. And I've been there also 11 years. That is a long so. pregnancy, whoever that was. Yeah. Oh, they, wow. They've come back. And it's, it's, <laughs> all, it's all good. It's all good. Is it quite, because it looks like a, quite an intense, it must be quite an intense programme to work on, because you've got all these really strong personalities and opinions, and then you've got famous people on, we know most of them are dreadful, <laughs> so like, is it is it quite intense, that experience? It uh, it can be, yeah, I mean I'm really used to it now, my first few months of being there I cried every day on the way home <gasps> because it was so intense and so different to anything because I'd gone from this kind of well, You're not yay. just pointing at pictures of clouds No, no, yeah. no, no, no. no. You're Having um, a row with Jane McDonald's I mean, it's, <laughs> it's a living nightmare Oh, nobody rows with Jane McDonald well, she, She's amazing um, And she lives in Jane's world, that's what we always used to say <laughs> Oh, oh, Jane's in Jane's world, and we've said this to her face. So I'm not saying anything. She hasn't, and she's doing amazingly at the moment, and we're really, really proud of her. She's even won a BAFTA, which is fantastic. Well, I mean, um, that's one but... more BAFTA than any of us. <laughs> yep. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was really hard at first because when I when I started doing it, I had just had my second child. And I went back to work after 12 weeks. And on my first day back, I got the call saying, ah, you're back. Lucemin would really love you to give it a go. And, and So obviously you say yes, because it's such a great opportunity. But literally, I was doing a night feed, uh, leaving, so that's at half three in the morning, leaving the house at sort of four, getting into work, doing a full shift, and then starting again mm. and doing another live show and then coming back to a baby I was so tired and sleep deprived and juggling two jobs and child and we just moved house uh, and my mum had had this horrible fall and had broken her shoulder she was living with us at the time and we were all trying to help each other it was a really stressful intense time so there was a lot of crying mm. um, but then once I kind of came out the other side of that <coughs> and I thought actually I really like this I can, I can do it now now mm. I'm kind of bedded in 
and then I grew to really love it. So it is really intense, but because I've been there so long, I'm the longest serving person then now. Are you? Yeah. Oh. So you're basically institutionalised is what you're saying. It's Stockholm Syndrome. Yeah. Yeah, when, when I say <laughs> that I love mean. it, I, I have no idea whether I love it or not. I just say what my masters tell me to say. Yeah. Um, but the difference is, is now it's intense. I see it for what it is rather than getting too embroiled in it and I can step back a little bit. So one of the, the biggest sort of learning curves I had from <clears throat> from Lusumin was say when you're with your group of friends you kind of hang out with people you agree with mm. and then you all say how great you are and you know you'll say something you go yeah that's right yeah oh my god why can't everyone be like us mm. then you go on Lusumin and you're surrounded by people who go, well, that's the most stupid thing I've ever heard. And there's a bit of you goes, oh, 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 but all my friends think I'm right. How can you say that? And I've got so used to it now that I, can, I see how healthy that is, that actually we are all proper mates. We've all got to know each other really, really well. And we're genuinely a band of sisters. But we can call each other out any time and go, I'm sorry, you're, you're talking complete nonsense. That doesn't make any sense at all. Mm. But anyway... Do you want another margarita? Yeah. And it doesn't matter. It genuinely doesn't matter. And that's what Loose Women has sort of taught me. And all the Barneys that you see on air, they're real. People mm. are genuinely getting het up about it. And sometimes they carry on into the break. Um, you know, because I'm normally, because I'm hosting, I've got producers in my ear and I'm sorting stuff out for, you know, the next part. And I can see them and they're still going at it, going at it. <laughs> and then, you know, I'll go, come on, guys, we've got 20 seconds, we're back. And they'll go, that was really good. <laughs> and then that's it it's forgotten it's so it's never like forgotten. when the cameras are off at the end of the show there's come on does anyone ever just storm off in a huff get no. into their in, into their car back to into their yeah. tinted window windows limo yes because yeah. that's Shades what everyone on. thinks we have <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah throwing the faux fur over our shoulders <laughs> like, like a no. team of six makeup artists exactly. behind you exactly yes. fussing fussing yes, yes. Yeah. one for each nail that's yeah. it that's it no that doesn't that doesn't happen no no, no. Oh, <laughs> but like so I mean we, if, for those of you who don't know what loose women is because we do have international guests my mum listens for example in australia wow hello your mum yeah hey what's your mum's name lee hey lee yeah she'll love that thank you um she doesn't know who you are (laughs) (laughs) you're coming in but lee she's very nice very famous in britain she's very famous here in britain very big deal she's yeah. basically the sort of I don't know who can she relate oh. she's the Kylie Minogue of England that's right just say that yeah, yeah. yeah. you say that yeah. you say that <laughs> needs don't a ever show her a picture point. let's yeah. say that <laughs> have you ever met the royals um yes she's met the royals Lee <laughs> She so you know them. she's she good people. Yeah. She loves she loves the really? royals. Yeah. 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 I yeah. love the royals actually. I loved yeah. Um, anyway, moving on. <laughs> oh, it's we just don't... like loose women. It yeah. is. It is brilliant. It is, Why yeah. don't you like them? Oh, because you know I don't know really. It's nothing personal. It's just the fact that they're fucking unelected <laughs> monarchs paid for by the state, you sponging <laughs> off the state. Uh, at our expense, uh, and what do we get? We get to Lovely not go to their fucking hello. wedding. Lovely yeah. pictures what? in hello. Lovely pictures. Don't we buy get hello. Mugs. We get tea towels, which we pay for. <laughs> they've just put the queen's. They've put the queen's money up five million pounds a year. Yeah. Uh, so, and we haven't got a library. <laughs> <laughs> Love the royals. <laughs> Was he with? Was he with his new wife or the one he cheated on the night before he married her when she was nineteen? Which one? The new one. Oh, yes, yes. Come the revolution. Uh, I'm so glad I asked. I, yeah. I mean, you are I'm asked. Yeah. Yeah. Lee, that was for you. Yeah. yeah. You're welcome, mum. Yeah. I was asking about loose women to yeah. describe. I mean, I think we just did it. It's like that. By example, didn't yeah, we? It's yeah. Exactly yeah. like that. Exactly. So, how many? You've got five. Oh, they don't get quite as cross. <laughs> well, not That's your audition sorted, Ellie. Yeah. Yeah. Should get this woman in. She's really awesome. Yeah. Right. Next up, Brexit. <laughs> Obviously, it's horseshit. <laughs> What's your point? There you are. To play music. Oh my god, Alexa! Alexa's chipping in! Alexa wants to be on Loose Women! Alright, alright. Alexa, Alexa, what do you think about Brexit? That was a decision for the voters. Grosser balls! To leave. 
God, it's like being haunted. Oh. I don't like it. Do you want me to unplug her? No, she's fuck it. It's a laugh, isn't it? All right, all right. Going the outtake. Yeah, okay, good. (laughs) Lovely. Let's just jump straight back into the running order, which Helen has has very carefully researched. It says, "Can we please talk about meeting Oprah? Please, can we talk about that? She is royalty. She is a national treasure." I well, agree with you. Yes. How was it? You. I hear she's got an aura. Yes. yes. A magical aura. I couldn't sleep the night before. <gasps> I was so nervous because obviously I'm interviewing Oprah. And if you mess up interviewing the best interviewer <sighs> in the universe, you might as well just go home, lay in a box, get buried in the back garden and maybe blown up. Because yeah. No pressure. No pressure. Oh, I mean, oh I had God. that exact thought about 12 hours ago. <laughs> None of us slept. We're all high. It's just Um, sugar and cocaine. So scary. So scary. And and it went all right, but it was very surreal because she kind of sits in and then... It's like she's floating. It's like she bestows you with her presence. Mm. And when you're talking, she really listens. And then your brain goes, I don't know what I'm saying. And then I asked her a question and she went, that's a really good question. I went, oh my God, that's a really good question. And I think it was like, how long are you in England? <laughs> Something like that. What's your favourite colour? Really yeah. Oh how my you? God, I like blue too. <laughs> it was a bit like that. It oh. wasn't wasn't the best interview in the whole wide world because we were so... <sighs> but she, she catered for us really well she's yeah. obviously used she's like the queen don't hate her for that but she's like the queen and the Better whole the world queen. must smell of fresh paint and sweaty people <laughs> because we were also wow yeah. and then literally she floated off thank you very much Oprah Winfrey and you still can't believe you've actually said those words and she went off so it's during the break so by the time we finished the show, she'd long gone. So we only mm. saw her for the eight minutes that oh, everyone else. Well, saw. she was like, "I'm not going to sit here in this break and listen to these bitches row about Brexit." I'm <laughs> yes. off. I think that was what she was last heard saying. <laughs> yeah, she left. Yeah. Oh, I'm going to get a, her on. Oh, <clears throat> sorry. I just had that weird thing in my throat, and now it's weird. Okay, that's all right. Have a cough. <coughs> Thank you. She's so professional. She's got all the techniques. She's yeah. amazing. Turn the Alexa off. Have a cough. Oh. <laughs> That's what they teach you in presenter school. That's what they teach you at the Loose oh. Women Academy. There I've been to Loose Academy. <laughs> <laughs> Are there any other are there any other guests that have really stuck with you or or you had the similar kind of like pee your pants? Oh god, yeah. yeah. Um Michael Bublé. Oh, and I've, oh, I've interviewed Michael Bublé three times now. <gasps> and uh the first time can I tell that story? Yeah, he's not in. Yeah, I'm not actually looking at Michael Bublé asking this question. He's it's in my the room. husband Nick. Uh, yeah, who's in the room. Michael Bublé just pops to the shops to get some fags. Yeah, yeah. Be back in a minute. He sadly yeah. couldn't be here for this bit. Of the no, chat. But, no. um, yeah, when I first interviewed Michael Bublé, it was quite a few years ago. And um, Lucerman, we used to do three live and two pre-recorded, just because of studio time and, and that sort of thing. So luckily, this was on the pre-recorded show. And so he came in and we're all like, oh, yeah, it's Michael Bublé, it's really exciting. I mean, he's no Oprah, but still, it's Michael Bublé. <laughs> and he's like the Oprah music, you know, yeah. he's, he's just great. And so he came in and he is the most cheerful person that you could ever meet. And what's brilliant about him is he says hi to the whole room. He doesn't just kind of float in, plug whatever, and then leave. He chats to any and everybody and he's genuinely really nice. And so he came in, sat down, so, uh, you know... How's it going, Michael? How's your new album, your new single? And, and you're on tour at the moment, and how's that going? And, and I said to him, you know, you've been all around the world, you've been to these incredible countries, but do you actually get to see them at all? Because you're so famous. Can you actually leave your hotel and go sightseeing or anything like that? And so what do you, what do, you do when you're in Tokyo or wherever? And he said, well, normally what I do is uh, I pour myself a glass of whiskey in the hotel room, and then I watch porn and I wank. <laughs> And I'm having a wank in London, Paris, and Rome. It's time to go home. I've got a big bone. <laughs> so we had to go, oh, you can't say that. So we we had to stop the recording. We were howling, oh literally oh howling. God. Oh, my God. And he was hilarious. So he went, ask me the question again. Ask me the question again. <laughs> so we kind of went, stop, you know, da-da-da, right, get ready. Rolling again. So Michael asked the same question. So what do you do? And he looked me straight in the eye and he went, 
Mainly, I just read. <laughs> oh my god! Oh. I'm dead. I'm dying. Oh, oh but he's lovely. I love really, him. Really lovely. I love very, him very so nice much. Man. Oh. I've always loved him. He's so, my favourite. There we are. So we've sorted that out. Yes. Oprah and Michael Bublé for King and Queen of England. Come yeah. the revolution. Yeah. I'll go with that. Yeah. They'll do. Yeah, they'll, they'll do. do. <laughs> they'll do. Oh my god! Here on tour. I might make it to Duchess if somebody else can't quite make it. Yeah, yeah you'll do. You'll, you'll do. do. You'll do. Yeah, <laughs> I tell you what, should we change it up? Should we have some family chat? That's a great idea, Ellie. Now, Andrea, tell us about your family. Who's in it? They're horrible. That's why I work so hard. Yes, I understand. <laughs> I just need to stay out the house. Yep. Yeah. Go on tour like yeah. we do. Just leave. I literally do night shifts stacking shelves just to get out the house. <laughs> we feel your pain. Yeah. <laughs> so you've got children then? Yeah. <laughs> yes, yeah. Um, okay, so we have we are a blended family, mm-hmm. as I think is the modern term. Mm-hmm. Uh, so my lovely husband Nick, uh, who's sitting over there, and that's why she's being him. nice about him. Yeah, <laughs> no, he's actually really nice. Oh, that's I good. Would, I would genuinely, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I wear this collar. Yeah, um, I know he's genuinely really lovely. So I have my children are Finley, who's seventeen, Amy, who is twelve, and Nick's daughters are Tia Lily, who is, who's sixteen, and Sienna, who's thirteen. That's wow. a lot of teenagers. That is a lot so, of teenagers. Uh, yeah. And then estrogen. Yes. Mm. Now, we haven't got to the teenage bit. Our, our, your oldest is 10. She's 10. She's on the brink, though. Mm. I'm feeling it. Mm. I feel yeah. there's a lot of emotions. Mm. Mm. So what, what advice have you got for us as parents approaching well, event horizon, oh, yeah. I suppose, would be the term? <laughs> yeah. Um, get as many jobs as you can so you're not at home much. <laughs> Just don't get at home. Just leave. It <laughs> works. Um, be busy. Yeah, be really busy. Um... Oh, gosh. Do you know what? The whole thing about parental advice is nonsense to a point because all children are different. And everybody, mm. you know, if you're lucky enough that you have, you or your parents save one child and that one child is really good, you think you're awesome and you've done it really yeah. brilliantly and everyone else is clearly just not <laughs> as great a mother as you are. Whereas actually you've been really fortunate that you have a child who is good. Mm. Not everybody is fortunate enough to have a child who does what you said. Yeah. And also they do it in if one thing that works for one doesn't work for the other one and then now there's four what works for one definitely doesn't work for the other and no idea what to do with that one and what do you do with that one you just have to make it up yeah. is my absolute parental advice is you make it up because like for example Finley he hates being told off he's very like me I don't like being told off so I would rather just do it right first time and then it's all cool we don't have to Amy not really that bothered about being told off. Yeah. It kind of goes over her head a little bit. And it you have to find different ways to get her to is comply to aggressive, passive-aggressive a word for parenting. But, you know, kind of... Conform. Conform. <laughs> yes. Conform, yes. exactly. So you have to kind of find different different ways. So it's a bit like where we're at at the moment, because I feel like... Nothing changes. Yeah. You'd no, st- they just get bigger. Yeah. And smellier. Oh, yeah. Smell. Do you just like going with like room spray all the time? Just I sometimes I literally gag. <laughs> I go into Finley's room and I open the windows and I say to him, Finley, it smells like a mixture of a farm and I'm, I'm getting farm. I'm, I'm getting socks. It's it's. It's. I'm glad I'm not a perfumier because then I'd have a really, really sensitive. Yeah, nose. you'd be just vomiting just, all over the place. It smells like ferrets in his room. Nice. Yeah. Ellie's got two boys, so you've got that to yeah. look forward oh, I to. Can't wait. I absolutely can't wait. How do you manage the thing of then them sort of having their sort of emerging sort of freedom? Because obviously our kids are so little, yeah. they don't have a choice we about whether they go up. out or night or yeah. what time they come in or you know because they they don't they don't currently know what heroin is as far as we're aware. I yeah. Mean, who yeah. knows? But um, so how how do you? I'm worried about that. How how I cope with. Taser. Taser. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've got a few of those knocking around, so that's fine. Um, Is it scary the first time that you go, come yeah, back at 10? Yeah, it really, really is. Mm. And also as well, because Finn's a boy, and this sounds really strange, but I almost worry about him more because he's a big boy, he's tall, and he's very kind and lovely and a, a, a sweet guy. And I worry that people will look at him and go, do you know what, he's easy picking because he's clearly not going to fight back. Yeah. And you you kind of worry that that sort of thing might happen. But I don't know, what do you do? You can't teach them to be a bruiser if they're not a bruiser. And also you don't want them to be a bruiser because then they might start something. And 
you I just have to sort of let them go and I text a lot don't I <clears throat> the other night we we were out and he was out as well so I'm panicking um is he all right what, what, what's he doing and I was in, in the car on, on our way to where we were going with, with Nick and he was like leave him alone he's out stop you cannot be the mum that keeps ringing can I text can I text him <laughs> we'll be alright he was out with a girl I know oh. you do not want to be the mum of the boy and then his mum and I was like I don't care so I just texted him hi I had to pretend yeah. um, we're out now just realise we've got to check you've got your key um, and then I ended it, ended it with it. and Nana and Grandad who live around the corner they're in so don't worry and, and hope you're okay and let me know if you're on the train and I still went into the whole thing oh. I was like mum I'm fine okay okay, okay. <laughs> it's hard yeah I guess another question because I know we're all sort of a bit fearful of teenagers because we, we have yeah. been teenagers not that long ago um, but what do you love about having teenagers because I think that's it's always yeah. a bit quite negative about these sort of years because mm. it is it all sex and drugs and Instagram yeah. and all the scary things but do you are there things that you really love about them now that they're a bit bigger yeah and, and I think you're absolutely right actually in that it's really easy just to slag off teenagers because you know they smell and they're annoying so that's yeah that's what, what's, that. what's to like about that <laughs> but in terms of them growing into human beings it's as an adult human beings in their own right rather than just being your kids it is really fascinating and mm. that it's really interesting just hearing what they're really into even if it's not anything like Finley loves horror movies and I can't bear them but is he like mum I'm really really into reading I'm just going to go to my room and do some reading (laughs) no he's into really long baths okay okay. really long baths yeah 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 yeah. yes Um, but just I mean it's difficult when they're younger Amy's just turned 12 and you don't have those same levels of conversation with them yet. At the moment, it's still just, have you done your homework? Have you tidied your room? Get off Instagram. Not Instagram, but she on Snapchat, you know, with her, with her friends and everything else. We haven't got to that point yet. But I did say to her the other day, we've just started having chats about, you know, bodies changing and all this sort of thing. And I said to her, do you know, you're entering a really exciting time because now we're going to have so much in common. Because before, we've not. I'm a lady and you're a little girl and now you're... Mm. growing into a woman actually we're going to have loads to talk about and I'm really looking forward to this and she looked quite excited like oh what's going to happen little does she know you know yeah. downhill from mm. now yeah. but, you know. so no it's good yeah it good. oh that's fantastic well I feel better oh excellent well what should we talk about now Helen Thorne my favourite topic Ellie menopause oh Yay! yes <laughs> So thank you for coming and talking about it because you've got yeah. your own website. You're part of a movement, man. I am. I am part of a movement, and it. I mean, the website came about because of the book. The book came about because uh, Linda Robson, Nanny Linda, outed me on national TV for having to have a hysterectomy. How did, um, that, how did she drop that into conversation? Well, because I wasn't going to mention it, and then she went, "Sweetheart, you got to say something. They'll think you've been fired." <laughs> <laughs> you're so right um so that's kind of going backwards and then it sort of ended with the with the with the website which is this girl is on fire.co.uk and i'm so passionate about it and the, mm. the name came about because we wanted something that sort of reflected the, the sort of movement if you like so we wanted something that showed obviously we're on fire because you're sweating yeah. all the time but also you're on fire because we'll have to change the cushion covers after she's so, been here yeah, I know I do apologise oh, I do okay. apologise it's the synthetic Ooh, fibers. damn <laughs> <laughs> oh, and just sitting next to her it's like sitting next to the, the ready break man oh. <laughs> it's radiating I get that a lot Ooh, I've oh, got a suntan on one side <laughs> Alexa turn the heating down <laughs> Oh, please. <laughs> um, so, we, but we wanted someone, something to sort of reflect that you can be on fire in all sorts of different ways. Mm. So the whole ethos of this girl is on fire is that you are not invisible. You are halfway through. You are not halfway done. And I think that women, when they kind of enter this sort of time of their life, it's really, really hard, you know, because you have kids, a, a lot of, a lot of women entering the menopause actually have kids a lot, who are a lot younger than maybe their mums had normally the kids have left home by them yeah. and you're dealing with the menopause on your own now you're dealing with, with kids whether it's teenagers or younger you've got elderly parents you're dealing with, with that side of things as well plus normally you're trying to hold down a job 
it's really difficult. So for me, the whole thing about the website was to deal with all of those things with humour, first of all. Because yeah. if you cannot laugh at this, what the hell can you laugh at? Okay, because it's yeah. so, it is so hard, you, you, you know. Um, but also, to sort of, turn the frown upside down sounds really kind of American and not great. But that's kind of what it's about. Yes, okay, it's hard, but what are you going to do about it? What mm. can you do about it? So turn it on its head and sort of relight your fire again in terms of uh, give it a go. Give anything a go. You know, like what you guys are you're doing. You're going out there. You're standing on stage. You're being hilarious. You're giving it a go. I think too many of us think, oh, no, I couldn't possibly. You know, Nick got me this um, uh, quote. I kept saying, oh, no, I can't. What if I fail? What if I can't do it? And it's, uh, what if I fail? Oh, my darling, but what if you fly? Yeah, yeah but I, I always think, but like, that if that before. was about jumping off a cliff, well, you'd be dead. So, <laughs> yeah, I don't really... She's not going to do that. <laughs> but, I mean, that's the worst consequence. But clearly, it depends on what it is you're trying to yeah. do. Maybe, yeah. I'm take, maybe I'm taking it too yeah. literally. Maybe, I'm open to that maybe, possibility. Exactly. Maybe it's, oh, is it, what, what if I fail rather than what if I fall? What if I fall? What if I fall? What if I fly? You see, I paid a lot well, of again, attention uh, to that quote. Yeah. But Where the, have you put it? Uh, in the back of the shed? Yes. That's lovely. Thank you very much. I'll remember it and treasure it always. But do you know what I mean? It's that kind of ethos. And I think, because, you know, I joke about it, but I've had some really bumpy times in my my life. I've had some very dark times in my life. And uh, I've literally scraped along the floor. And things have been really quite... Can I say shitty? They're yes. really not great. Yeah. Um, you can say cunty if it makes you happy. I, 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 do you know, I need a drink before I can say <laughs> Before she goes cunty. Alexa, yeah. get the whiskey. <laughs> Take it off Michael Bublé. <laughs> Just knock on the door before you go in. Yes, yeah, he's very loud. He's doing some really hard reading. Cough <laughs> three times. Yeah. It's oh. like having a teenage son. You knock and you wait. Yeah. <laughs> not burst. Straight in. Do, nobody wants that. Don't no burst in on the buble bubbling over. <laughs> nobody wants that. But yeah, so for, for me, uh, I know what it's like for things to go horribly wrong. And that's not just in in one bit of life, whether it's, it's work or what have you. I mean, in ev- it's touched me in ev- every way. And I don't mean that in a Michael Buble way. Um, <laughs> oh, so, would that it was. <laughs> <laughs> so for, for me, the, the there comes a point where you literally do have to sit up from lying on the floor um, and get up. You oh. have to get up because otherwise, what are you going to do? You cannot yeah. lie on the floor forever. And again, being brutal, shit happens. Yeah. And it's awful. And life is unfair. And people don't treat you how they should treat you. Life doesn't treat you how it should treat you. But what are you going to do about it? And yes, have a good bitch and a moan and cry with your friends and drink a lot of wine. I drank a lot of wine. I still drink a lot of wine. But there does come a point where, right, that's happened. You have to keep your momentum moving forwards because otherwise, what is the alternative? Mm. Well, this is it. Women have been in, in the background for... And it's, this is just another thing to kind of... The menopause is another, you know, stick it's to beat. It's just another thing. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. And so when... Because you... Do you know that you... So you had a hysterectomy. You yeah. Didn't, you weren't fired. Yeah. Um, and then did the menopause come straight away? Well, I, I had already started the menopause. It, it initially had kind of crept in at 37. Mm. And then... I ended up actually getting pregnant because that can happen. Be really careful, ladies, because you can have this big rush of hormones because it's like your body going, oh, my God, it's all shutting down. Here, have everything, have everything. And I that happened. Um, and then I properly started going into it 42. Um, but then for lots of very long, drawn out, and we need wine for this conversation reasons, I had to have a full hysterectomy. So ovaries and everything. Oh, wow. So what that means is it's like your engine's been removed, your tap's been switched off, and you literally free fall off the edge of a cliff hormonally. And it was really hard. Mm-hmm. And so, again, going through that was just another stick. It's yet another thing you have to deal with. But I always see life as like flappy birds. You've got kids. Do you know flappy yeah, birds? Yeah, yeah. You have to keep tapping, keep tapping, keep tapping, because otherwise, like that bird, you just pfft, like that. And what... What can you do? You've got kids that need looking after. You've got a mortgage to pay. You've got a life that needs to kind of carry on. You can face plant every now and again, but you have to do a really weak-armed press-up and get yourself up and yeah. keep 
going. And you can do it with 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 humour and you don't have to do it with cheesiness and that kind of... I don't want to keep saying American because I love Americans. I love their cheerfulness. I think it's brilliant, but it doesn't sit as comfortably over over here. And also I think wild... Not even wide-eyed, but wild-eyed optimism is unrealistic. Yeah. You you can't go through life like Pollyanna thinking everything's going to be awesome because it isn't awesome. No. But you what you can be is kind of gritty about it and and humorous about it and just just freaking do it. Yeah. Mm. And I think cuz there's been so much shame or embarrass like and it's probably the patriarchy. Let's blame the patriarchy. Oh, let's blame them. Uh, Get out, Nick. Not <laughs> <laughs> enough of looking at you. Have you got a meeting of the patriarchy today? <laughs> <laughs> he's thrilled that he drove you here. Um, but it's a certain sort of thing. Is that so it's icky. Hang out with Michael. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, hanging out is your work. Just be really careful how you say that. I don't mind. <laughs> Nobody would. Nobody, Nobody would. Yeah. No, he's We may everyone. knock and not wait. <laughs> It's like periods and all those sort of things, those, those icky things that nobody yeah. wants to talk about. There's a shame about, yeah. and the shame about your period ending, like it being, you know, not fertile anymore, and nobody wants to know about a sweaty woman. No. Nobody wants to know about the rage. That's unladylike, and all those yes. sort of, un, you know, the way that women are portrayed, or the perfect yeah. woman. Or that you're growing a massive moustache. All, all of it. Yeah. Well, what's interesting was obviously everyone looks at me and I look very tidy today because I've, you know, I blow dried my hair and I put some makeup on and I look slightly tellyish because I knew I was coming here. I mean, yes, we're very high, high quality women. <laughs> no, you know what I mean? I've yeah. put my best face forward as it were. Yeah. So people are used to seeing me on TV looking very neat and tidy and doing a good job and being very, very kind of head girl and, and all that sort of thing. So they see me in that sort of way. So when I... I'm very open about... and Ask me anything. I'm very open. So when I was open about the fact that for a good year I had to wear sanitary towels under my armpits because I was sweating so hard on Lusumin and literally the sweat was running down my back while we were live on air and during every ad break literally the the poor girls who we've got like a wardrobe team and they, they make sure we look neat, neat and tidy the, I was literally whipping out panty liners and they'd give me fresh ones and put them in um, and then kind of mop the sweat off my forehead and the back of my neck and everything else and then carry on and people at home didn't know that they just no. seemed looking lovely so I was really open about it because I thought it was quite funny Yeah. and the response was hilarious because half the women were going oh thank god you're mentioning it and half the women were going for the love of God, would you shut up? I don't want to hear about this. Mm. And what I found, I don't know. And that's women as well, that wasn't even men. Women saying that, wow. Is is the response is very varied. There are some women who are really open to the idea of speaking openly about everything, whether it is menopause, periods, problems at home, sex, anything. They're, They're really receptive to the idea of people being brutally, brutally honest about the fact that nothing is like it seems in the movies. And other women who just do not want to talk about it. Yeah. And for the women who do not want to talk about it, I fully respect that because we're all different and we all have our different reasons for, you know, keeping things behind closed doors. And that's totally fine. Mm. Um, but for the rest of us, let's just crack on. Yeah. Mm. That's how I, how I see it. And yeah. I think if you cannot learn, you guys are the absolute epitome of that. You have to laugh at it. Yeah. What else are you going to do? Well, that's it. And it sort of breaks, it breaks down all that kind of... Like the tension and, and also, yeah, and the shame. Like there's lots of shame involved in, involved in motherhood as well because you're like, I'm not doing it right and my kids are totally always full of nits. Yeah, <laughs> oh, it's hard, yeah. And you know, and it's gross and it's hard and, you know, your marriage isn't always perfect and all those sort of things. Yeah. And we've just decided to just put it all out there and the, the response you get from, yeah. yeah, the people who want to hear that, I guess yeah. they're going, oh, thank God, I'm normal. And that's what you yeah. want to know, is it? We are normal? all normal. Because otherwise you feel like the swap woman or you feel like, like you, yeah. it's something grotesque or something to be ashamed of but that that's what I love about this girls on fire because obviously everybody sees me at work and this is what I try and explain to people you you go to your bank if there's any blooming banks open but you know what I mean you go to a somewhere where there's someone sitting in their office outfit Mm. and they are helping you fill in your form and they're at work they're putting on their work face what I do is exactly the same now the woman who's in the bank or whatever I don't see her in her dressing gown with cornflakes down the front and shouting at her teenagers and that sort of stuff, but that's her real life. People only see me at my work, but that doesn't mean that's how I am all the time. Yeah. So what I love about the, the website is is 
letting go of all that and giving people almost a peek behind the curtain of this is what my life is really like. I'm exactly the same. I just, and this is how I explained my job to my kids when they were little and they figured out, you're, somebody told me you're Andrew McLean off the telly. Are you Andrew McLean off the telly? Yes, I am. You're famous. I am. <laughs> so how I explained it to them is I just do a job people see. That's literally all it is. It's yeah. the same thing. So all I do is I allow people, like I say, a little peek behind the curtain to show we... We're all the same. We're yeah. all just kind of muddling through and getting by. Yeah. Some of us are going back to our hotel room and wanking over a whiskey. I mean, you know, <laughs> all the same. We're all the same. We are all, all the same. All the same. Um, in terms of like, what is there anything you kind of wish that you knew? Like, for, I think for anyone who's maybe um, going just started the menopause, or perhaps I don't know, maybe they're forty-one, they live in South East London, they've got two kids, and they're you know they're aware it's just, incoming. Yeah. What's mm. non-specific answer like that? Yeah, yeah, yes. yeah. yeah. Um, Something I wish I knew. Two things. I was prepared for the physical size of the menopause, which is like the sweats and the all that sort of thing. But I wasn't prepared for the mental side of the, the menopause. Apart from the, maybe the grumpiness, because my mum got really grumpy. Um, and then went, went on HRT and kind of balanced out again. I think for me, what I wish I knew, and what is so important to talk about, is the mental side of it. And while we hear of the rage and the grumpiness and all that sort of thing, and I... I see women all the time now and I want to go up to them and just squeeze them and go, go and get some HRT. Yeah. Or go to your doctor. Yeah. And if HRT doesn't work for you, go to Boots and there are so many things you can take. You do not need to be this angry all the time. (laughs) It's okay. The pills. Take the patches. Just do something about it. Rub the gel on. And by the way, it's not the rest of the world's fault. It is actually coming from you. Yeah. Because there was a woman in the post office the other day literally screaming, screaming at everybody. And I understood what she was going through. I could see it. I could see the sweat trickling down her, her hairline. She was with a teenager and she hated all of us. <laughs> all of us. And I literally wanted to go and just go, Honey, go honey. and get some help. Because yeah, yeah. you don't need to feel like this all the time. Yeah. The rage side is something that we're really used to. What we don't hear about is the depression side and the mm. anxiety side. Yeah. And for me, the absolutely overwhelming crushing anxiety is something that took me by surprise and I'd always experienced that but I didn't and that's from when I was young and it's you kind of look back retrospectively and think actually no I've always been a bit like this Mm. and I just thought it was I wasn't coping well or was and actually the the dots start to add up actually this always has been a, a part of me but when you go through the menopause because your hormone levels are changing and your estrogen levels are, are dropping, you literally crash and, you're in, and anxiety is a huge part of it. And women, they, they lose their confidence. They, this sounds really silly. How many women do we know of a certain age who won't drive anymore? They won't go on motorways, they lose their confidence and they, oh, I can't do that. That's actually a really common side effect of the menopause, that you lose your spatial awareness. You, you, you lose your confidence at doing something like driving. It doesn't mean that we're all just mad old women who can't do something anymore. And there's stuff you can do about it. So mm. I think I wish I'd known that sort of thing, that I'm not just going mad. Yeah. Well, I am going a bit mad, yeah. but actually there's something that I can do about it. Yeah. And also that when it happens, kind of let it dip. Don't fight it and push it away. Let it dip. I have days, I had one, the last really bad one was about 18 months ago where I had a panic attack on a train going, I was going to work, I was commuting and I could feel it, it had been brewing, I'd felt it coming, brewing and brewing and I thought I'm going to throw up, I'm going to throw up and then you start panicking that you're going to throw up and I had to get off the train, sit on the side, not literally on the railway line because that's illegal. Um, So I waited to got into a station and then I just had to go home. And I thought, oh, and I'm supposed to be at work and I'm letting everyone down and oh my God, and stop being so weak and you talk to yourself, you tell yourself all this and eventually I just thought, no, I can't. Mm. And I went home, went to bed, I slept all day and woke up and felt a lot better. And just knowing that actually... I'm going to step off for a minute and yeah. do and do this. The whole world didn't cave in. Actually, it's so it's okay. Mm. That was a massive turning point for me because I've never done that before. I've kept going until I've slammed into the wall and gone and, and then yelled at people in a post office. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then I said that woman is actually me. Yeah. <laughs> I made that up. She I was, was insane. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 But that's a lot of pressure when you're the person who's like she'll do. What do they do? <laughs> Shit. <laughs> oh my god. Our shield is gone. <laughs> Call the Nolans, all of them. One of them must be available. 
Um, oh, oh, so so this girl is on fire is the name of the website. Yes. And, and you said there's a book and a, with the, all the things. All of that. Yeah. All of that. It's all there. It's all on the website. And it's, you know, we kind of see that this girl is on fire website. It's, it's like a gang. Come and, it's like you guys. Come and join the gang. Come and be part of it all. And one of the things we do is we encourage people to send in their own articles. So we ask people, if you have a story to tell, and we all have stories to tell, send it in in about 500 words and we put it up on the site. Where can people follow you on social media? People can follow us on Instagram. We are at official TGIOF. Uh, on Facebook at official TGIOF and online we are thisgirlisonfire.co.uk Now we do finish the podcast yes. Andrea with a scummy mummy confession uh, sometimes we share ours I'm trying to think I've got, I've got I've, yeah so yesterday we went to Winter Wonderland uh, and I we just were whatsapping each other Ellie was at Teletubbies not having oh, Teletubbies <laughs> live I'm nothing against the Teletubbies personally they're not the royals but like you know they, they might be my god they well they could be this is it they are incredibly boring I mean it's literally gibberish it's yeah. absolutely whatever gibberish whatever happened to Princess Michael of Kent we well, don't know well tinky winky yeah <laughs> uh, so yeah so I'd taken my littlest son in there yeah. yeah and so Ellie Ellie was whatsapping going fuck this shit like with lots of swears yeah. and I'd left my phone on the table and my daughter who's 10 who's excellent at reading uh, picked up uh, the phone and then read it out to all the boys and it's like oh Ellie said your mum said that tinky winky is fucking shit <laughs> <laughs> Just to be clear, <laughs> what I'd actually written is Tinky Winky is fucking shit at making toast. Yes. There's a scene in Telly Tubby's Lives where Tinky, Tinky Winky has to make toast yeah. in the Tubby fucking toast or whatever it's called and he can't do it and it just keeps popping out and it can't and it goes on for about eight and a half hours and I just, I want it to walk on stage and make the fucking Tubby oh, toast I'll make and the smash toast. it in his face. Yeah. Andrew, this is where yes, you need to rub and say HRT. HRT. I am the mum who gets the call from school saying, uh, your daughter is sitting in the hall waiting oh. for you if you would like to come and collect her now. And I'm like, ah! Yeah! For you and Suddenly speak random Japanese. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Screeching up and Amy just looks at me. Oh, it's you get that the look. Yeah. look mm. that I'm so disappointed. <laughs> Look, and then you have to do that <laughs> thing with the receptionist who yeah. just looks at you like you do Again? this all the time. Yeah, you. Yeah. I'm, I'm that mum. Nine oh. times. Oh. I'm that mum. I'm the mum who never hands a form in on time, always gets an email from the school saying, yeah. you, you haven't given permission for Amy for this, or it's... Actually, I can remember once forgetting that, you know, they have these random dress-up days. Ah, oh, fuck that. It was Peru Day. Oh, oh of course. Yes. I Peru mean, Day. Yes. Every Thursday. Yeah. Every- <laughs> and I can remember a hundred Paddington. Yeah. <laughs> it was Peru. Well, I wish I'd even thought of that. And Finley well, must have been about five. And he, it was maybe 4.45 on a Tuesday. And he went, Mummy, it's Peru Day tomorrow. What? Uh, what? What the hell? And so I'm Googling Peru, Peru. What, what can I send him in for Peru? I'm thinking panpipes, panpipes. I'm sure that's Peru. We don't have panpipes. Nick, get the panpipes. I'm very busy. And so I ran out and went into a charity shop and I got him a bath rug and cut a hole in it so Amazing. it was a poncho. Oh. And that was what he went in for Peru. Nice. That was pretty, I think that was pretty that's good, man. That's, that's, that's ingenious. Yeah. That's ingenious. Excellent. Oh. Well, there we go. I think that's pretty much it, Helen Thorne. You have been a complete delight. Thank you, oh, Andrea, thank for you. coming yes. and being freaked out by my Alexa and sharing your stories of menopause yes. and and blade. yes it's been amazing oh, i will never forget that <laughs> yes thank you very much for listening uh, as always you can uh, follow us on instagram at scummy mummies come and see a live show go to scummymummies.com for tickets and details we're going everywhere in 2019 we, absolutely we? and we're going to go to bonnie scotland too aren't we yeah uh, anything else you want to plug or say andrea before we go do you know our shop we have a this girl is on fire shop we've got we've got t-shirts sweatshirts cards pictures all kinds of stuff it's all done with tongue for Firmly in cheek. Excellent. Can I buy a mug with your face on? No, I've Then you've missed a trick. <laughs> because that's what I want. Is it? Should I do that? Yeah, yeah. yeah. What, like, like the do... royals? You yes. want me to be like a royal so that's you can put said. my head on a stick. <laughs> <laughs> that's not what I said. That's not what I said. 
Um, you need like you know the colour changing one. So if you put in hot tea, you're like I'm so fucking hot. That's oh, so good. You are very, very welcome. Yeah. Oh, we need. We'll look into that. Yeah. Could you imagine that? And the, the face is like yeah, really because, smiley, and, and then, then it goes ah. Yes, yes, yes. Hot. Yeah. Oh, fifteen percent, please. Okay. <laughs> Remember, it's all recorded. So, good. I like that very much. Oh, you're very I do. welcome. You're so welcome. Until next time, listeners. Bye bye. bought one because oh. um, I never wanted one because I find it a bit weird it, that I just think it's listening all the time oh, where's that like going that. I don't like it so we've put it in uh, we basically hang out in the kitchen more but in the living room where the kids are we put it in there because we thought one would be quite interesting to snoop on them and we were going to play a, a trick on Finn do you remember Finn's my 17 year old son and he's really into horror movies and it was around the time of Halloween and we were trying to figure out if we could remotely switch on Alexa to play the Halloween theme music in the background while he was quietly sitting in the living room. Or if we could get Alexa just Halloween to speak. It's like she'll listen to Will and then I'll say something and then she'll just ignore it. Like Wait, are you talking dog. about me or Alexa? Oh, both. We need to switch it off. Yeah, I think we better. This is, this is, I, think, I think you've had your go. She, no, she's a professional broadcaster. I'm not going to, yeah, you know. There we go. There we go.